I find it interesting that even as a military chaplain, when I walk around and when people know that I am a Catholic priest, they often ask uh, a lot of questions about spiritual uh, beings like angels, like demons, like uh, the spiritual battles, the spiritual warfare, and all the things that they see uh, from Hollywood, from movies, and from rendition of our faith. But uh, the interesting thing is that they have a lot of interest about that, but they're not interested in being committed to the faith. As a matter of fact, a few days ago, NPR reported that uh, the number of people who identified themselves as spiritually nuns in America is now 38%, meaning that there are people who no longer have any set of firm or committed belief uh, and religion or faith. And this is a disturbing and sad number, my brothers and sisters, because why? I would dare to say that that number would be a little bit higher because uh, there are people who would call themselves Christians, nominal Christians, or nominal Catholics, but don't practice their faith at all. So I would even dare to say that they are spiritually none in all practical matters. And this number, it's sad, especially for me as a priest and especially for me as a uh, military chaplain, because why? Because when crisis, when trials, when pains, when sufferings, when things don't go right, there's no really any substantial vocabulary in their understanding, in their way of life, or uh, in their own uh, feeble mind to understand anything that is greater than themselves. They chase from one spirituality, one religion, one faith, one ideology, one way of life, after another, and it becoming like a melange or a mixed bag of all different things. And so it ultimately come down to this. As long as you're nice, as long as you're kind, as long as you're respectful, and as long as you're tolerant of other people, you're a good person. And being a good person, it's good enough. But the life of faith is much more than that, my brothers and sisters. The life of faith requires us to become disciples, to follow and to give ourselves in a way that is committed, genuinely, wholeheartedly. The life of faith requires that we give ourselves totally and completely to the one who first loved us. Especially the Christian faith teaches us that God has first loved us. It's never us finding God. Huh? It is us understanding how much we are loved by God. And therefore, following Him in obedience, in devotion, in commitment. This is the point I want to make for today. Satan and all his minions, all the evil spirits, uh, all the demons out there, recognize that God exists, but they're not obedience to God unless they're asked to. Why? Because they're not faithful. They only live for themselves and for themselves. They're miserable because they're consumed by themselves. Mm -hmm. So the greatest pain in hell is that even though uh, uh, everyone in hell uh, live with each other, but they don't live for each other. 
they only live for themselves. Uh, so, uh, so therefore, because they're miserable, hmm, they're going out there to uh, to manipulate, to enslave hearts and souls, so that those hearts and souls become miserable as well. They live. In a very committed lifestyle, because why? Because they're full of themselves, and they don't want to commit to anything at all. Because a commitment would mean to say that I have to choose something or someone greater than myself, and they're full of themselves. So the way for us, just like what the gospel uh, teaches us today, the way for us to overcome. That selfishness, that egocentric, and desire to 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 have things our way, and to recognize the one who hath authority, and for us as Christians, as Catholics, Christ is the only begotten Son of God, the one who came to live like us in all things but sin, huh? to teach us what it means to be uh, our heavenly fathers. Beloved sons and daughters, to become his disciples through the power and working of the Holy Spirit, instrumental to the life of faith, instrumental to the life of grace, instrumental to the life of sanctification and holiness in this world. My brothers and sisters, we're called to do that. We're called to be committed, committed to our faith, not just when it's a convenience for us. But to be totally committed to the one who first loved us, committed in seeking him, in loving him, and most important of all, in being faithful to him. This require an obedience, an obedience that have to come from us genuinely, huh? Uh, listening, understanding, and embracing the teaching of the church. Not just when it's a convenience for us, not when it's to make us feel nice, not when it's justified or make us feel better than other people, but we're obedient to the teachings of Christ and teaching of the church, because we're desiring the things of the Lord, just like what Saint Paul said in the second reading today. We're desiring. We're we're wanting. Loving and embracing all the things of the Lord, so that we may be holy. My brothers and sisters, to be a prophet, huh? uh, to speak of God, require that we be full of Him. If we keep bouncing from one thing after another, one way after another, uh, one trend after another, one idea after another, one person after another, we're not committed. And without commitment, love cannot happen. Huh? Because love is not just about feeling nice, not about uh, the sentimental values. Love is a decision. Love is a willingness to say that I choose you. I love you. I want to follow you. I want to give my life to you. My brothers and sisters. Jesus Christ came and taught with authority. That's why all the evil spirits huh, are scared of him. They, 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 they are scared of him because he has authority. So therefore, imagine this: if Christ overtake our life and we're full of Christ, 
and nothing else can ever come and possess us, enslave us, deter us, or control us. If we're full of Christ, then we will have peace. I'll end my homily today by inviting you, my brothers and sisters, to what the church teaches, that every sacrament has its own sacramental grace. And in a very particular way, one of the sacraments of healing, the sacrament of reconciliation. Be reconciled with God if we have strayed away. When we uh, return back to reconciliation, when we confess our sins, we receive the sacramental grace to make us better, uh, to transform us deep from within, to heal our soul, our spirit, uh, to be reconciled with God and to taste the sweetness of God's love for us and to let God have authority over us. One of my spiritual directors used to tell me that one good confession is worth more than many, 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 many exorcism. Why? Because an exorcism is the right of the church trying to uh, dispel evil and darkness from one person's souls so that that person will never be enslaved or be freed from the enslavement to the demons. But imagine this, all exorcisms, all deliverance, all healing process lead toward that ultimate point, the confession of our sins, asking God for his forgiveness receiving his forgiveness and letting his forgiveness transform us. So therefore, a good confession, huh? it worked much more than any, uh, 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 any exorcism out there. Confess our sins, recognize that Jesus has authority over us and allow him to be our first or foremost or everything. My brothers and sisters, don't be afraid. The priests, it's not there to judge you and I. The priest is there to listen, to help, uh, guide, counsel, and to reconcile you and I back to God. So that His grace is upon us to change us deep from within, to know that we belong to Him. He had authority over us. So nothing in this world will ever enslave, manipulate, deter, or turn us away from the truth, from the one who loves us.